0: Hello and welcome to Trainer's Voice, brought to you by Guardian Angel Equine, a podcast created for the busy equestrian in mind for on-the-go training, chat, and learning. My goal as a trainer is to help improve horses' lives and performance by educating and helping their owners. These episodes are my opinions based on my knowledge from research and experience. Feel free to ask any questions. My links are always in the show notes. Hey guys, and welcome back. I'm super excited for next year. Today, I wanted to talk about uh, different types of modalities and kind of what to go with with your horse. There's so many different types of products and modalities out there on the market as far as equine therapy goes, and it's really hard to know what to go with. And one thing that I will always suggest is to always try a massage. If you've ever had a massage yourself, Then you're probably gonna understand why but here's the thing i've never met a horse who just absolutely does not love massage in itself i think if you are if the massage therapist is going about it correctly then that horse will learn to love massage if a horse is very skittish doesn't really care for the for deep pressure in the beginning um then that therapist should be doing their job and tailor what they're doing to that horse um go a little bit easier on them on the first uh session or two or maybe three you know and then work into a deep tissue massage things like that so having a therapist that is taking that feedback from the from the horse correctly and applying what they have to that horse is going to be key i've never met a horse who just absolutely did not like massage that they, they still loved it and stood there for it. Just understanding the horse is going to be key. And what I mean is you have different types of techniques. So uh, a couple of thoroughbreds who I've massaged, they, I found that they did not like more of your like fast movement uh, type of techniques. So there's one called cupping or or chopping, which would be like karate chopping or the cupping would be like cupping your hand and like patting on the horse over the muscles. Um, And they did not like that type of technique. They liked more of what would be called a cat paw. So think of essentially scratching the muscle with your fingertips. So um, they liked more of those things and not the um, more of like the vibration type of technique. Um, getting to know your horse and how they like those things is going to be key as well. So, like, if you have a horse that's pretty sketchy, is kind of afraid of things, doesn't like fast movements, if you have a massage therapist come out, it's good for the mas- massage therapist to know, hey, my horse is kind of like this. Um, I don't, I think my horse would do better with this type of technique. So, like, a slow stroke um a firm stroke or deep stroke or anything like that so i always recommend massage i love massage i've never met a horse who just hadn't enjoyed it um then you have things like chiropractic care i have had a couple horses who did not like being adjusted um now with massage and chiropractic it's always give and take as well um you have bad massage therapists just like you have bad chiropractors and you have really good chiropractors just like you have really good massage therapists so um could it be that they didn't like that chiropractor maybe um but i have had at least a handful of horses who did not care for their adjustments um and then you have things like acupressure or acupuncture i've had horses that um They didn't care for the acupuncture as well as they did the acupressure or vice versa. Some horses did okay with that. Um, So you really have to kind of know your horse and know what you feel like they could handle. I love the red light Revive that system. But it does have cords and straps that kind of, that you use to wrap on your horse to get the lights to stay in place and like to strap it onto your horse. And, you know, there's cords coming from the pads and things like that. Um, there's other s- systems like that, like uh, electrotherapy. I cannot remember the actual name of it, um, but it's like a biofeedback system. Those are really, really good and handy, um, but it also has cords as well. So getting to know your horse, like, or even if you're a therapist and you're listening to this, like getting to know your clients worse, um, and what they might handle. Well, also kind of help you, um, figure out like, are they going, how do I need to put these cords up to where it won't be as problematic for this horse? Um, I've had some horses who kind of at first didn't like the theroplate system or they didn't like the aqua tread, um, things like that um but they tend to get over those things uh pretty easy if you just give them time and work with them um so what what would i choose in what instance so like let's say betton right now for instance he has this injury on his back right hawk where his hawk is swollen i kind of think it might be a partial tear to his ligament not 100 percent sure could be a complete tear. Um, but if there's any suspicion of injury or that you're not sure what's going on, any type of rehab type product is gonna be great. So something like Theraplate would be okay. Um, but really going into trying to pinpoint what's going on. So Like, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Red light system. Red light system would be really good for any type of injury or suspected injury. Um, Magna wave would be good. Massage would be good. Um, Theraplate is always decent. It's just not always something that I jump to first. Um, the electrotherapy that I was telling you about, the biofeedback um, system, w- is always a great option for any type of possible injury um, or if you're not sure what's going on with your horse. Always, always, always have a vet check first, though. Always make sure that there's nothing major going on and kind of determine. If it's an injury what's going on so that if the horse needs any type of pain medication antibiotics or anything like that then those are always taken care of first before trying to help the horse heal um other things um for possible injury is going to be like equi-tape is really good there's so many different types of of therapies out there and modalities and products like so many different types. So all those things are good. If it's just like a muscular thing, like your horse is sore or tense or restricted, um, massage is always great and one of my go-tos. Um, if you feel like they're restricted in a joint area, chiropractic never hurts. Um, Equitape is really, really good to help support or strengthen your... Um, or help assist a muscle in movement uh, let's see here if you're trying to um revitavent does really good with recovery if you're looking into recovery products ice boots are really really good um i absolutely love those I'm trying to think of all the things um now the magnetic blankets are not necessarily my go-to's, but I don't think they hurt. Um, I think they're they're going to be really good with uh, helping recover from work or anything like that. Help the muscles recover. So, and then you have like things like hides, which is a compression suit, which I'm also on the same with the magnetic blankets on that, like ah, you know, what's kind of eh but um you know you do you but it is uh, it is said to assist any in, in a type of muscular stress recovery type thing. Now if you're looking into rehabbing something, an injury, um definitely consult a rehab therapist uh, but you can look at things like Revitavet helps um, MagnaWave. I think people use a lot for rehabbing lower legs and things like that. Um, I do not have MagnaWave system. Um, Theraplate is really good for rehabbing. Uh, good old exercising is good for rehabbing. <laughs> um, EquiTape is really good, the RevitaVet, any type of red light system, or you have like green light systems, cold laser therapy is really good as well, along with um, all sorts of things. There's all sorts of things. (laughs) So really kind of figuring out what's going on with your horse, like is it a muscular thing, and then really going from there and trying to figure out, okay, well, you know, massage is always great. Um, and if you're really looking into, like, you're not really sure that's cleared your horse, but you feel like there's something going on, call a rehab therapist. They can really help you pinpoint what might be the best modality to go with. Um, it might be able to help you, uh, take precautions in rehabbing anything if it needs to be rehabbed. But I kind of hope that all that helps you kind of decide which way, like, What modality is great. Now, I personally only provide things that are, I have seen studies back it up. And I mean numerous studies back it up. So like massage, um, having massage done, there are numerous studies over animals and humans on how massage benefits animals and humans and how good it is. So that in itself speaks a lot. And so that is why I got certified in massage because massage really does work wonders if you're doing it properly and you know what you're doing and you're doing it as recommended by a massage therapist, like massage is wonderful. Now, kinesiology taping, they have quite a few studies out there as well. I've used it myself. So I am a believer in kinesiology taping and support and all the things. I have seen it do wonderful things. And I've seen studies out there on it about providing um, support or providing. uh, Now this is humans and animals as well. um, But providing um, relief in joints and or relief uh, trying to rehab uh, with like inflammation and things like that or swelling. So that's also the reason I provide a uh, red light system. They're starting to come out with numerous studies as well on animals and humans. There are a ton in humans. There are quite a few on animals as well that uh, the infrared light system is really good and helps in um, helping the muscles and recovery and uh, blood flow helping rehab and heal faster, things like that. So that is also why I have that. Um, It took me a whole year to decide that I wanted to actually um, purchase the system because I wanted to make sure it was something that was without a doubt proven that it does help. I will not provide anything that I don't feel like is proven. So I'm going to... Piss some people off, but I'm not a huge fan of the magnetic blankets. I also have not gone down deep enough in in studies to really look at all that. There's a lot that I do want to study and look at, and that I do want to make presentations over and my opinions and things like that, and what the studies say. But as of right now, where I stand with what little education I do have about those things, um it's, it's, it's not my favorite at the moment. So there's a lot of situations that I, you know, I, I need to learn a lot more about certain products. So there's like back on track as well, that I'm not sure that I wholeheartedly believe in. Um, I'm not saying don't use them. Of course, people come out with these products in hopes that it will help a horse. And if it's not going to hurt your horse, then I don't see a reason why you shouldn't use it like if you really want to um i just think that it's it's best to be educated and no matter what you're doing the best thing to do with your horse to start is make sure it has proper nutrition proper forage proper exercise and condition um and then and then go from there then go to trying to do preventative care or any type of maintenance work or anything like that um instead of investing in a a ton of products that could have, the money could have been better spent somewhere else, in my opinion. Um, Now, like I said, I have a lot to learn about a lot of these products. I do tend to get into them and kind of read and learn and kind of figure out, you know, what is best spent where it's kind of like the magnetic blankets, like the magnets have to be placed in certain areas um in order for them to work properly. Now with that being said, you have to make sure that you have the blanket fitted correctly to your horse because if it's not fitted, then the magnets aren't going to sit where they need to sit. Sort of situation. Um I think there's a lot of pros and cons with things like that. Um such as like, you know, a horse that doesn't like to have a blanket on or they rub all the time or You know, there's a lot of different things. So, there's a lot of reasons why there's a lot of products that I don't use. However, um, there's also um, modalities that I still have a lot to learn about. So, like, PEMF, uh, MagnaWave things. I've heard a lot of good things and not-so-great things about them and, like, some of the education behind... And now, I don't know who specifically is not giving, like, I don't know 100%, I just know what I've been told, and that the education behind using the machine is mainly based around the machine, not necessarily the anatomy of the horse, which to me can be very uh, crucial to the performance that you give, um, because that's exactly the education you need. But so it's, it's just kind of hard to really know who to pick and choose when it comes to if that person has, if that person has continued their education. It doesn't matter that I got certified in massage. I bought like five books over massage. I've studied massage. I've shadowed a couple people. Like I've done everything I can to continue my education through massage. Um, I also got a certificate under another massage therapist. And so, you know, if the person that you are wanting to have to work on your horse or animal, if they're not willing to ed- like to continue their education, they're probably not someone I would want to use. If someone comes out to work on my horses, and I ask a lot of questions. I ask questions that I specifically know the answer to to see if they answer right or wrong um people can say that that's kind of like a bitchy move type thing but the thing is almost anyone can be certified in MagnaWave. almost anyone can be certified in massage like when you have these people who can say like when you have these people like it doesn't like how do i put this nicely who actually takes this and wants to help animals like that's who you're looking for because you need to know do they have a certificate ask them who they went through and um how long have they been practicing you know how many horses have you helped do you do performance horses all sorts of things like ask all sorts of questions because if you have someone who's only done uh pasture pets Well, how exactly do you know that if they truly know how the anatomy works on a performance horse? Now, of course, the anatomy is the same. It works the same. But there's a difference between the muscles used on a barrel horse and the muscles used on a dressage horse. You're going to know where specific points are going to be more irritated or tense versus a horse that's a rainer, you know? So like, you have to continue your education. You have to get uh, experience under your belt. You need to shadow people. You need to really put in the work and take pride in what you're doing. And if people aren't doing that, then they're not somebody I want to work on my horse. Um, so that's kind of around about the way I would, I would go about that. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of anything else um, that might be uh, helpful to know when looking into modalities and if people are willing to, like, whatever you're doing. Most of the time, if they own a rehab facility, like they're very well versed in all sorts of modalities where they have people working under them with other modalities that they're not certified in sort of things um so if you ever get stuck and not sure where to go like if you message a massage therapist or not massage therapist a rehab facility and like if you have an issue i definitely recommend finding a rehab facility uh if it's just like a maintenance type thing, because preventative care is the best best care, in my opinion. I always want to work on preventative care, and if there's anything that I feel like could better be suited um, doing something else with a the horse, then I'm always going to recommend that, whether it's my modality or not, because preventative care is the best care. So if that means getting a horse, massaged every two weeks, then by all means, I would do that if I knew that meant my horse would have a better career. Um, Now, even once a month, like I would say if the horse is competing, depending on the level of competition, once, once or every other month, it's probably going to be a good schedule for that horse, depending on how how often they're worked. Now, like horses in training and stuff, I definitely recommend every two weeks for them. Um, people don't really think of massage as an aid for training, but the horses are growing and learning. They're learning how to maneuver new ways, and so it's kind of it, you would think that they also get sore or they get um knots and stuff in their back and everything like just like we do and so i think adding massage to like a training program is very beneficial um and it also helps you kind of keep an eye uh, uh, keep up with them and how they're feeling as far as like okay well they're off here and here. Let's give a massage, see if that helps type of thing. So massage is probably my favorite modality that I always recommend. And I'd say to get a chiropractor out at least once to twice a year if it's a performance horse. Um... Of course, your yearly vet checks. Um, if you're competing a lot, I always recommend at least twice a year for your vet checks. And um, I always use EquiTape kind of as needed as either a supportive tape or a relaxing type tape or rehab type, um, depending on what's going on. <laughs> and that's kind of my maintenance. like whatever is going to help prevent and keep this horse going longer rather than having to pay for injections every six months or every year. Like there are things that you can do to help keep the horse comfortable and working because motion is lotion. I think that's about all I have for you guys today. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought a little bit there but um, that's just kind of some opinions and tips that I have as far as uh, therapists go and kind of what I use when sort of situation. Um, There's things like rubs that you can use that I also am very particular about what I'm using and because there's a lot out there that are just snake oil they don't actually do anything they make you think they do because it either smells good or it's hot or cold or you know it's something you know so that makes you feel like it's doing something when it's actually not uh, so I'm very particular about what rubs I use uh, specifically so just whatever you're doing I always recommend to do more research on it and figure out, you know, is this, has this been studied? Does it work? Has it been proven? You know, and then look at how many horses that it's, that they've done it on. And then how many horses, like, what's the percentage of success rate, all sorts of things, like really get down into the nitty gritty. Like if you really want, (coughs) if you're really wanting to help your horse, The best way to go about it is understanding what you're doing because you can spend over $2,000 in products that do nothing and not understand exactly what they do other than just to put them on your horse's legs or back and move on with your life. When it's not actually doing anything, you could have spent that money on something that will actually benefit your horse. So I feel like there's a very big gray area in uh, the therapeutic world in between owners and therapists because there's a lot of snake oil out there that people just want to take your money with and I'm just not that way so I don't ever really recommend buying any type of product without consulting with a rehab facility or therapist first and figuring out or looking into it yourself and figuring out is this actually worth the money because these therapies can get super freaking expensive And they're not always worth it. So um, that's all I have for you guys today. And hopefully we'll talk talk again soon.